0: Danny, last night there was a revelation in the. First of all, can you can you start every podcast from now on with a hmm hmm?
1: Like either you're finishing a Campbell's chunky soup, or um, you're just you're just in love with. some... I don't even. Sorry, go ahead. Mm. Is it
0: a Campbell's? Is it a Progresso? <laughs> is it an Annie's? How how do we feel about the soup mm, selection? Mm, good, mm. Mm, mm, good, mm, mm, good. That's mm, what mm, Campbell's mm, makes. It's good because when it's cold outside, uh-huh. you need to you need to heat up. And the only yeah. thing that could possibly do that is a nice warm Campbell's soup. <laughs> you know, when you're eating a Campbell's soup and like you, you, you open it up and you're like, oh, this is like the one can of soup because there's like the remaining can of soup that you didn't really want to eat because you made the mistake of buying the Campbell's soup. That's like you add water to like it's already oh. water, but you add more water to it. Those and are then the worst. There's like bits. Like, what are these bits? I don't understand. Um, yeah, yeah. So there was I, a there there was a a revelation. We'll, we'll get okay. off the get off the soup and H. What matters? H-Low, um also got to witness two things. She first got to witness Daniel Wrench losing his mind for nine minutes. That happened <laughs> late at night, and then a follow up from String Dog our main man on the inside making a video of the mm-hmm. podcast. So meta. And now we're talking about the video. It's and a now layers we're talking deep. about his video, about our
1: video, which means he'll probably put this on his YouTube channel next. Whoever you are, String Dog, send me a message on chess.com. We got to get you like a fan club going. If you don't have a diamond membership, your boy's going to hook you up. Um, I mean, seriously, I don't even know who String Dog is, but he's active on Lee Chess. He's active on chess.com. He's on every chess website, it seems just watching, waiting. He's like, uh, he's like an obsessive mother, you know, watching, waiting, always judging, always judging, subtly suggesting, subtly suggesting, watching, waiting, judging. Anyway, send me a message and we'll get you. I want a string dog fan club that I can be a part of on chess.com.
0: There you go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also interesting because and when in your Danny wrench, losing his mind is Danny. And then it's Daniel wrench responds. Do you prefer a Danny or do you prefer a Daniel? You know, this is a, um, an
1: existential question, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started the brand. Uh, if you consider your name a brand, meaning my usernames were Daniel wrench. So on Twitter, it was Daniel wrench. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Still got a little bit of that pneumonia coming up. Um, on, so on chess.com, it was Daniel wrench. Then Facebook, but everybody calls me Danny and everybody knows me as Danny. And um, so I, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know. It, so you're not offended. You're not, offended I'm not offended way. Way. either way. Um, and like I said, the older I get, the more people call me Dan. I noticed the fatter you get and the more your hairline recedes, the more people call you Dan.
0: <laughs> so, your, your name gets shorter. The, the larger you grow, shorter, the, sh- the sh- older the shorter. you get. And yes. the more,
1: you know, my physical appearance changes. So, you know, that's life. I'm, I'm okay with it. So what about you? When, when, when do we get to start
0: calling you Jimmy? Uh, so it's a family <laughs> name. That's a family name. So the, the the lineage here is like, you know, a lot of people call me Mots because that's my right. nickname from yeah. high school a long, long time ago. And it's also helpful when you have a name like, like James or, or Danny, very popular names, yeah. especially, you know, when you're in a big office with a lot of people, there happens to be a lot of Jameses. And when I worked at right. Canon, we had 60 people and five Jameses. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of James. The
1: math on that doesn't quite add up. But yeah, I mean, that just seems odd, right? I
0: don't know who the HR hiring manager was. Maybe <laughs> right. they had a thing for the name right. James. Maybe they right. were a James. Right. I don't know. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I go by Mott's often and it's, I have some really close friends that introduce me to other people as Mott's. So it's like weird and they're like, oh, I'm James, you know, um, the family name, the family, the direct family and not all direct family call me Jimmy, but some family members call me Jimmy. That was what I was growing up. Really? Then, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by that for some reason. Cause you just, hmm. you know, there are some
1: people who just like, don't, I just don't picture you as a Jimmy. Like no. I don't picture you as as that being your nickname. And and maybe it's again, because I think it took me like the first year of our relationship to even know that your first name was James, because I just knew you as Mott's. <laughs> yep. So like, mm-hmm. uh, but it's that's definitely a hard one for me to get behind. I'm not gonna lie.
0: It's it's um, I don't like it that I don't uh, if anyone calls me that via not indirect family, I don't really like it. It's not a, it's not not great, because I don't see myself as that I just see myself as James and my dad's right. Jim. So we're both we're both uh, Jim's Jim's and James's, but different how about middle I just, names. How about I just call you Daryl? Daryl, I like a good Daryl. We were on a, you know, a smart smart car um, forum uh, on Facebook. You know, we have a smart car, and um, someone asked in the talking about names. Someone asked, like, "Oh, what's what's your name of your car?" Because everyone has to name their car. So you know, you have these tiny little smart cars. so Everyone has you know. Like great names like Little Froggy and Marshmallow, like a little you know, little white one, little green one, Little Bow Bow, Little Bow yeah, like all these little ones. And then this lady goes on. So there's all these cute, adorable names. And then there's this lady that she goes, my my husband named him Todd. Roly <laughs> eye emoji. <laughs> right. It's like don't don't go with something intimidating like you know like Stuart or Lawrence Stuart. or Tim. Todd. Yeah. So then, then <laughs> t- Todd goes in and comments on that comment. And goes great name. Mm. So uh, yeah. So now I'm gonna so get th- we're gonna get some Stewarts and some Stewart's. Lawrence's and some Tims to be like mm. my name is intimidating.
1: Like don't, I, I, how dare you? No, I'm kidding. I, I don't think Danny's an intimidating name, but that's you're
0: right. Todd Todd is pretty funny. Todd Todd. It's a good name. Ours is Ty T Y E. That's the name of our our smart car. Ty. Yeah. I don't know why, but it is. Well. So, I I don't I don't know that I can fully relate
1: to this. I think it is one of those, you know, old man things who has kids. Like I have four children that I've named, so it's harder for me to like it's kind of like when you talk to people with pets and this isn't like supposed to come across as like, you know, pets aren't kids, but here's the memo, pets aren't kids, okay? Mm-hmm. And some people like think pets are kids, but they're not kids. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like having a conversation with someone who's talking about their cat every time I'd tell them something about changing talia's diaper they talk about like a funny thing their cat does and i'm like this isn't the same okay in fact speaking of this diaper thing you ready for some real s to hit the fan in this podcast you ready for this i mean if we're talking about diapers did it literally hit the fan (laughs) so i i'm gonna tell you this and this is not me joking there were witnesses i'm totally fine now don't worry but Recently, I had in my four kids, I've had, I've had, okay, I've had two experiences that may have been on par with this. All right. I did with my first child take some pee to the lower neck region when changing Nash's diaper. Um, The danger of that was Mm -hmm. learned very quickly. And then I covered it up with a fresh diaper. So that just like you see in a movie like that happens, it does happen. Um, So be aware of that. But the, that may have been the only one that that kind of tops this. Talia had a uh, a diaper issue this weekend and um, mommy was gone at a baby shower. I was watching a comedy show with Tiger sitting right next to me and, and Shauna was mm-hmm. at um, Tessa's baby shower, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we're sitting there and this was not like dad was, I was not being neglectful. I had literally been watching this show for like a couple minutes. It wasn't like, you know, I've been watching for an hour, so the story of your child having a diaper that needs to be changed, like, okay, now it's on you because you're being a neglectful parent, right? This wasn't the case. She comes up to me. She she had literally just done her business, her serious business, right, and comes up to me, and as I'm looking at the TV in front of me, starts shaking her hands, and on her hands was a number of things that came out of her body. Oh, no. Yes, And while shaking her hands, a little bit of a drop landed on my cheek. Now you can't compare kids to dogs and cats anymore. Okay. Because that happened. I instantly grabbed her hands. Let this thing sit on my cheek. Tiger was like, oh, my God. (laughs) And I drug her over to the diaper bag. Grab wipes. First, I wipe off my face. Second, I wipe off her hands. I'm using like a million wipes. I'm using like a wipe for every... Emotional feeling I have going on in my body, right? Then I lay her down and I change her, and then in those cases, pro tip, you just go right from changing to putting her in the shower. All right, you don't even try to do anything else because you don't know where it's been, you don't know what's going on. You're you're freaking out. Put her in the shower, and then I proceeded to wash my face with like bleach and dishwash soap for like the next twenty minutes while she was in the shower. By the way, Talia loves the shower. Something about babies, they love showers.
0: Then um, the baths or showers like the, the no, shower sh-
1: like the problem with a bath oh. when you've got the, those issues going on is then it sits in the water right oh you gotta get so it off you gotta go to the shower and 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 at first they're always hesitant to step in because it scares them but once they kind of see they can step in with their back and they're not going to get you know they're not going to drown um from the water hitting their face then they tend to like
0: love the shower at least my kids um that's you know. me every morning. That's me yeah. every morning. Minus yeah. the, the, the other parts of the, the things previous, that came yeah. out of my body. Yeah. But yeah, I, I get in the shower. You know, you get in the shower, you pull it out, you pull out the thing, you turn on the water, then you got to you got to do the little lever. And you're like, ah, oh, don't don't you don't hit me in the. ah. Oh. Uh-huh. then you get whacked in the face with water because you're like, I can't be fast enough. You don't want to yeah. be in the shower yet. That's my so life. Are you a step into the shower with back facing or front facing? Oh, I go straight at it now. Straight at now. it now. Straight yeah. at it. Yeah, I used to. Well, it depends. It depends. Like if the water is already on, like if I if I have made the correct decisions that morning, I will have tempered the water and then turned it on. So like I know that it's coming, right? But I have made those those mistakes before where... The water will be going down like as if you're filling the tub and then I get into the shower and and then I I think to myself, well, why did I get into the shower? Because I haven't turned on the shower, but it's too late because now my feet are wet. I can't get out of the shower. So then you have to, (laughs) you have to lift it up. And then at that point, my back is to the shower because I have no idea because sometimes there's that cold water that's just been sitting there in the loop. And then it's just like right on you. And that's no fun for everyone involved. So that's my shower um, journey every morning, 5 a.m. 5. That's, no, wait, what time know, do I get up? 5.45.
1: I know our listeners never thought that this podcast would lead down a road where we have visuals of what our morning shower routines are, but, you know, hey, that, you know, this is a journey. We're
0: all on it this together. This is life. This, this is life. You know, sometimes so, when you go about a challenge, there's, um, you can look at it like mountains. Let's say that there's peaks and valleys and mountains mm-hmm. and you need, need, I've been reading some books recently this morning. Um, and we're talking about, I I'm about, you know, so I'm about one, I finished the first actual chapter. I now have a longer commute in the morning because I've moved. I haven't sent you any videos, Danny, and I know you're mad, but it's, it's coming. Um, I know you've been texting me every day. Where's the pics? Send me pics, 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 vids, vids. And Heather sees that and she's like, what is he what what kind of pictures does he want like what's going on here (laughs) you know um so so i'll I'll send you some tonight we're in a pretty good place We're, we're feeling pretty good about it but cool yeah um so now i've been reading this book which is good i read really slow it takes me a long time to read i hate reading but i'm reading this book and it's really good i'm i'm past that that makes me feel better that i haven't read in a few days but i
1: I'm, I'm like, a, I'm a pretty fast reader, I think, but I it just goes in spurts, like I'll read three chapters in a night, and then I'm not going to look at it for a week. Mm-hmm. So I struggle to find balance. You're a little bit more yeah. of, a, of a slow and steady kind of dude.
0: Slow burn, slow burn. Um, and this book is fun, because you got to kind of j- jump all over We're talking about dream teams. Yep. And uh, yeah, I really like the first chapter it's quite long. Uh, but I like how it's broken down into chunks. So it feels accomplishable. Like there's distinct sections within a chapter. Right. Right. So that's been good. And I like the visuals. I thought that was really nice with the the mountains and I agree. um, I, the
1: the one thing that I don't like so far about it, and I know, mm. I mean, we've done nothing but recommend this book and I, and I do like the, the direction of it. And I, I think it's, uh, okay i can't wait to see where it goes and and that's so on the one hand i'm about to be a hypocrite about my criticism but i do feel sometimes he goes out of his way to end every point with like a bit of a cliffhanger that i don't always think mm. is necessary yeah true do, do, you under, do you do you feel me
0: mhm yeah it's something no, I about do.
1: his writing style that I, I don't know i mean everyone wants to be dan brown and make sure that it's like a page turner hashtag da vinci code right but um I don't know, like that part of it, I just felt, I found like a little bit repetitive, even though I was like, Hey, the content is selling itself. Maybe you don't need to do that. But at the same time, you know, if that's the only takeaway I have, it clearly got me talking about it and thinking about it. Right. And I think, um, um, I'm curious as to where the overall direction is going as far as his point, because he's providing a lot of unique perspective and interesting angles as to what, you know, really makes up a balanced it's really, it's about dynamic balances, people that keep each other in check. And, but how does it actually work in theory? And, you know, I'm at a point where he's talking about where some of those things have failed um, because of too much, um, call it, you know, diversity, right? Mm. Within within a room or a thought process. And so I'm curious, but at the same time, I, I that's the only part of me that's been like, all right, like you don't need to end it like that. I'm still reading, okay? Like yeah. I don't need the cliffhanger. But anyway, I don't know. That was, I just wanted to say that because I like to keep our, I like to keep our reviews totally honest, just like we have mm-hmm. been.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say that I, I agree with you there. I also think that I, while I've enjoyed something that this author does in the book, and we'll put, we'll put the link in the show notes below for this book again, but one thing that the author does that's interesting is that he puts little asterisks and little T's like, so you can read little cliff notes in the bottom. Yes, yes. And it's good and bad because— right. Sometimes it's funny, like the hipster thing. Yeah, yeah, um, I like that. <laughs> but then sometimes it's like half a page. Like, why don't you just put that in the book? Like, you know, yeah. put it in the thing. But besides yeah. that, I'm, I'm still into it. So it's still I not. Agreed.
1: That's, that's another fair fair point. It,
0: it is a unique
1: style for someone to write. You know, it's, it's uh, what is this genre of book? It's it's just, it's not, it's obviously not fiction. It's not um, historical. What It's what? Self-help? maybe is that is that i don't even know if it is self-help it's it's, it's so of... almost research-based a little mm. bit whatever the genre is i agree with you that for that genre for him to write it and sort of the trying to capture this sort of up-tempo tone where he ends with cliffhangers and has a little bit more of that sort of i would say like you said pop culture references mixed in It's 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 unique in that in that way and i think um at first, it kind of struck me as like almost sort of like weirdly immature in the approach, but the, I mean, I'm i into it. I, I'm I'm obviously talking about it, and I really really like, um, the whole idea of of what he's gone into, and I've already learned a whole bunch of stuff. Like I didn't know where like the private eye came from, and I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, about um, you know, Lincoln Lincoln
0: Lincoln's personal thing? bodyguards. What? That's crazy. Yeah, the it's whole cool, right? Lincoln. It was thing? very cool. Yeah. yeah. He, that was a good cliffhanger, though, because he tells you this whole story. Spoiler alert. He tells you this whole story. And then he was like, and that was Abraham Lincoln. You're like, what? What is that? <laughs> My blown. I'm like, well, this guy, <laughs> yeah. I'm hooked. Right. You don't need to. Like, you got me already because they bring you in on the story and then right. they blow your mind. Right. So. All right, Danny, ready? I'm ready. For some chess? Oh, I was going to say you blow your mind. You
1: ended that with blow your mind and you're so good at transitioning to things. I was. I was wondering where this mind shouts to be blown today. But we're back back to chess. Now, a lot has happened in chess. So where do you want to take this
0: beautiful part of the podcast? So I'm looking at a screen that has... Okay. There's a I see a little timer that's turning and turning and turning. And there's six other people here watching a dial turn. Uh-huh. Uh, I am on twitch.tv slash computer chess. Uh-huh. What am I looking at? I'm so Nothing is happening. What is so, going on?
1: <laughs> this is... That it, it is, it is really funny, right? That people want to watch this in some ways. So, um, for, first, I'll, I'll share this video I did on uh, a game by LC Zero and Chiron, uh, saying it correctly now. In the video, I didn't know their names were actually LC Zero and Chiron. I said LCO and Chiron. I didn't even like think about how I was pronouncing stuff. What but idiot. I analyzed a game that has been one of the more exciting, unique games so far in the Chess.com Computer Chess Championship. Or C C C C for those who enjoy a mouthful of consonants. Um, C C C C. C. Um, Why don't we just call it C plus, right? Anyway. Mm. um, Yeah, check out the links. I'll even um, I think we should copy the uh, we should probably give the main link to where you can watch it on chess.com
0: in addition to Twitch TV slash computer chess. Go to, go to chess.com and then do slash and then just start typing C. Cs and until, then just, until your heart's content. Like, like fall asleep with your finger on the key, right? You can make your developers do that, by the way. You should probably, <laughs> before this podcast is released tomorrow, make sure that they make it so anything that's over four Cs also redirects to right. slash CCC. <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, yeah. So
1: what this is, is there, there's a there's a market for, it's not even about the market. There's a, uh, obviously there's a lot to be said for the direction of artificial intelligence self learning machines uh, outside of the chess genre of course there's um, all kinds of discussions in regards to the the biggest players in these in these fields investing in this obviously we know about you know it's like Google uh, you know uh, Google and deep mind which led to alpha zero toward the end of last year as far as um, the first ever chess machine to 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 teach itself the game from the ground up, right all they did was give it the rules, no other explanations, and go right um, and now there's a lot of different variations on this theme that exist in the chess engine sphere for those who don 't follow it i think it's it's kind of fascinating because there's 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 different types of approaches, and this article explains some of it. Um, we actually have a match coming up on September fifth with mVL Maxime vache legravve taking on uh Komodo Monte Carlo which is um so we acquired Komodo uh, the early part of this year and one of the major reasons we did that was proprietary as far as giving ourselves a little more access to kind of the under the hood code of these top chess engines the big 3 typically are Stockfish which is open source Komodo which is uh, privately owned and Houdini which is also privately owned but so so there's those three big players and when we want to kind of be in that field but Komodo Monte Carlo is, is, is similar to Alpha Zero in the sense that we're not giving it like mathematical rules, right? The human being aspect of teaching these engines how to approach a chess game is much more hands-off. And we've sort of just taught it the rules and it's supposed to make its decisions based on the move that gives it the best probability to win based on those rules. And then it's supposed to learn from its experiences and get stronger based on the decisions it makes right? It's called a neural network, uh, neural network ions. Honestly, the more I talk about this, the more I'm going to sound like an idiot to those who are super experts in this. So I'm already going to kind of back the foot off the pedal of pretending to be a scientist here and just admit that I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. And let's just say this. Was it an
0: express? It was was an an express. Express, And
1: the bed, the bed was good. Um, Yeah. So, um, but so it's, so LC zero, also known as Leela, like if you Google like Leela chess engine right now, and people, she's she's been given this sort of feminine demeanor and nickname um, LC zero by the open source community, um, and she is similar to Stockfish, and that she's the the best open source engine, but then similar to Komodo Monte Carlo or Alpha Zero in the sense that she's self taught, and so one of the things that happened in this video that I really recommend everyone watch. Is and we created this funny thumbnail because at the end of the game, the approach by Leela could only be described as if she was sort of torturing her opponent or or trolling her opponent, which is a very, that's a human characteristic. That's that's personification, right, of a non-human object. I forget animate anime and magification. I don't even remember the word right. So, so these the CCCC is officially launched as Chess.com is going to be running an ongoing twenty-four-seven tournament where all the best chess engines all we're doing is just putting them on an incredibly strong server i can tell you that chess.com purchased a server that um let's just say it had to be like voted on on the board because it cost enough money that we that we needed approval by everybody it was like we are very serious in the idea that if we put all of these engines in a room and give them a lot of computing power what's going to happen a number of them are self-taught machine learning, getting better with every game. A number of them are the strongest privatized engines that, as their as their teams see them compete in this format, will want to make tweaks and improve them. There's there's rules to our competition as far as the computers that are that are submitted, what what the requirements are, and um, we're actually taking it very seriously. And I can tell you, we've been working on the CCCC for. Um, what is it? We're in, almost in September. Yeah, so about six months, about March, uh, after a couple months after the Komodo team kind of joined us. So um, we're super excited to announce this. This, this announcement you brought up is, is actually overtaking things we would talk about in chess, like the sync filled cup, or as you would say, the sink, sink qfl um, and other kind of like crazy stuff that happened in the chess world. But, um, but that's the quick summary, is we have created an arena where these things, these things are going to be going at it nonstop In different formats, we decide by rules that everyone is equal on a very powerful server. And we're just going to say, let the games begin. And as interesting things happen, you may see more videos like the one I did where I analyzed um, Leela's crushing defeat over Chiron in in a very just crazy way. And you can see it led to like insane comments where people like debating why she did this. It's not trolling, it's it's the way she evaluates it. it's very strange. And um and you know, the end of the world is upon us. Let's just say Skynet is about a week from becoming
0: self-aware. So And it's chess.com's fault, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. Be honest. So I yep. So what well, what is how hap- so I'm watching I'm gonna watch your video later. I, I can I can honestly say I haven't watched it yet, but there's four other people and I are watching xiphos and laser play each other currently and <laughs> i don't
1: know why that sounded funny sorry go ahead
0: xiphos and laser play each other The sound it sounds like real users like if you came into this and you didn't i mean granted it's literally slash computer chess mm-hmm. but which could be could also be known as like someone's playing chess on a computer but this is computer engine chess yep. and those actually sound like usernames and they have little avatars that look like they're out of Halo One, but um, Which is great they're both number one apparently now i'm waiting so laser took 11 minutes and 32 seconds so are are all of us just waiting around for like 12 minutes to just wait
1: there's a again if you go to chess.com cccc you'll see there are more things you can dive into if you're watching it (sighs) you can see like there's the eval tab there's the depth tab there's the nodes tab there's the ponder tab so oh. as the game gets on, a lot of and again, a lot of the fans of this are really interested in seeing how they're sort of changing their evaluation as the game goes. I agree with you that um, that right now it's like it's not that exciting. If you look at the link I just gave you, it shows you a mm-hmm. little bit of the only other current company that's even doing this is the TCEC, which mm-hmm. um, is kind of like the the thing we're we're jumping into to do along with them. And if you go to that channel that I just gave you, there's 300 people. Watching the TCEC right now, essentially wow. the exact same type of thing that we have, um, and um, and the difference is that the TCEC has been around for a couple of years doing this and has built up much more of a following. So our goal is that over over time, as we you know kind of add a little bit more interaction to to what the fans can kind of see that the engines are thinking about, that people would want to tune into this. and And it's interesting, I guess, from the perspective that. I pretty much don't follow it because I, you know, I think chess professionals don't like watching chess as often as people would think. But when, when there's an interesting game, um, Pete who wrote this news announcement or others that are kind of where would be like, Hey dude, you got to see this game. And I think then, you know, you know, we, we would dive into some of the instruction. Robert and I did a, a show on the computers and their, and their, um, and their games against each other last October. Hmm. I don't know if you remember, but um, yeah. Yeah. This year, there may be there may be some sort of event at some point that leads to a championship. But really right now, um, which is why we're kind of still saying it's beta. We're still trying to make sure we figure out all the bells and whistles of of how we want to present what these engines are doing to each other, to the fans in a PG way, what they're doing to each other. You know?
0: Yeah, this um, is the when you go to slash CCCC, the the actual layout, now that you describe it, is very interactive, right? So I can go into depth, nodes, time, speeds. I can go into match history, the schedule. It's very interactive. It's very nice. Uh, good work, devs over at chess.com. Um, yeah, and it can look at the rules, everything going on. So the time control, it's it's 15 minutes per, per move. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Is that um, what's happening here?
1: No, I think it's 15 minutes for the total game. Mm. And um, right now... Like you said, like right now, what do we got? We're watching...
0: Laser xiphos
1: Yeah, Xyphos
0: is thinking. It's thinking, but it's been thinking for like 10 minutes.
1: Yeah, and that's what I don't understand. I think that that's something that we're, we, we probably need to be improving anyway, because what this computer is doing right now is it's thinking, is it's pondering on a number of different variations. Mm-hmm. And I personally, um, as we're giving props to the devs, and I open up the TCEC, I personally feel like our presentation of what the computer is pondering about right now is not as interactive as it should be
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah i kind of want to see what what it's thinking right like yeah. bopping all over the place like what's going on
1: yeah um but uh yeah if i look at the tcec i can definitely see that it's very similar in the in the in the layout and i think that the idea is you kind of want to see the variations it's considering and it's um the the difficulty i can just say the difficulty is that it's the server this is all happening server side on the server we got in order to like bring that analysis out is like the only way to do it is to kind of lessen the power that it's getting to actually think so it's like in order to show people what it's thinking we have to make it weaker right Mm. these these engines are stronger based on the cpus they are being given so um we could add a client side analysis which would be like you know, if you go to chess.com slash analysis right now, just go there real quick so you can see what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Chess.com um, if you go slash to
0: analysis.
1: Where would I find analysis? We're
0: doing this together as a group exercise.
1: Yeah, so if you'd like make any move on the board and you'll see these, these, these very, these, you see these uh, lines above mm. to the right. Yep. So that's what you would, that's what you would be seeing right now, right? And essentially what that is, that's Stockfish 9 at depth 16. It's telling you mm. what it is which is a very yeah. strong engine as far as humans are concerned, and it's good for analysis. But honestly, it's much weaker than the CPUs we're giving the engines there, right? Mm. So we could add some sort of client-side feature that shows people like variations that Stockfish thinks, but it may not be very accurate. So I don't know. I would personally lean toward adding it anyway and, and letting people know, but then it's sort of misleading. So I don't know. There's been some debate about this. The uh, The purists say give the engines as much power the entertainers like me say i want to see what they're thinking about i don't care if they're weaker you know so it's it's an you know little you little... know what i'm
0: sad about the most though danny hmm. is that i don't have a chess.com mug just saying oh dude I, i'm getting you one asap dude, weak sauce i mean weak sauce by me i'm out of this i'm drinking out of this bug that has no logos <laughs> on it how are people supposed to know how are people how supposed to know what i drink coffee out of? You know, um, Mm -hmm. I'm getting you a mug. Don't you worry. Um, I'm excited to see how this evolves because uh, what's nice here on the, on the website website is that you can just kind of, there's not, there's just, you're just watching, right. And you're just like, here, okay, what's going to happen and, and see it in action. So I think it's, it's pretty cool to see that, you know, Frank and I on Merge Conflict, other podcasts we have over here on the network, we talk about machine learning and AI. Like it's, it's like every other week that's all Frank, Frank just wrote a, he just wrote a. This is gonna blow your mind because I know you're really into it. He wrote. He has his own like code editor um, that he wrote for the iPad. Okay. And he wrote his own machine learning algorithm to give recommendations while you're typing on what code you should write next. Oh. So based that is based tight. on what you're yeah like what are you writing it'll recommend in like the little accessory keyboard like oh you're doing this you probably want to use this this symbol this number this keyword next and it's like its own little neural network and out, it's doing is crazy this, it's doing this based on previous patterns that it assesses
1: because you it's seen these patterns before in the code so it's sort of suggesting based on what you've taught it or mm-hmm. like where's the what's the intuition like like you said neural network
0: that's exact that's very similar so he's not doing, he could, we, we talked about it on an episode. I'll put it into the the show notes, the one that we talked about it on. Uh, but he, he could do the training and create a, and train on the device. So like learn based off of how you're programming. Yeah. But he, what he did is he ended up feeding just tons of code into uh, an engine locally and um, exporting the model out that he could run on the iPad. So it's a model that he can update himself, uh, but he just like spent, like all the code that he possibly could and looked for patterns. And the nice thing about coding, um, if you define just a single programming language, is there's a lot of built-in um, styles and coding conventions that people use. Mm-hmm. So it's nice because some people will type things differently, but overall the patterns are very similar. So feeding in base patterns gives really good recommendations. But I think his next evolution is to literally be like, hey, while you're typing, start feeding your code in as you type to generate engines on the fly mm-hmm. um, and models, which would be really cool. So it's like, this is all crazy stuff, right, um, in general. No, this, it's this, amazing. It's definitely an evolution.
1: Well, it's, it's yeah. actually, I mean, much more the direction of where of what Google had in mind when they acquired DeepMind, right? The Alpha Zero chess mm-hmm. thing was sort of a show. You know, and I, and I think it's interesting, uh, you know, chess being like a symbol of strategic thinking and all the things it is. And so it was like, oh my gosh, here's this engine that's just shown up and it's self taught and boom, right? The world is ending, right? So it obviously turned a lot of heads, but they didn't dive, they didn't answer a lot of questions that people had. There's actually still a lot of controversy about that because a lot of people feel like maybe they weren't, I don't want to say 100% honest, but they definitely weren't 100% transparent in regards to how much handholding they did to get Alpha Zero to where it got. Um, and they said that basically like their investment is much more, much bigger. It's more around like coding and and trying to give machines problems that we've been faced with for years and see if they can solve it on their own, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I was talking to John Urschel about some of that stuff because I asked him when we're hanging out about math because I just like, I want to I hear him just nerd out about <laughs> math because he just loves math. You know, he's just a math nerd. Just a big, big old nerd but he's working on this problem if you've heard of it called the traveling salesman. Mm -hmm. You heard, have you heard of that? I have. Yeah. So it's this, it's this sort of like, I forget what it's called. There's a name for it in math where it's not unsolvable, but it's in the unsolvable range of the amount of resources and time needed to make it to solve. It is considered unreasonable, right? Mm. It's Mm in, there's a name for this type of math problem. Um, and uh, I would worry about offending John, but, you know, he doesn't listen anyway. So, but I'll send him this one. But he was saying that, like, one of the things he's trying to do is he gets his PhD at MIT is he has some new theories on how to approach it. And I can't go into all of it. One, because he wouldn't want me to, too. I'm not really qualified to describe what his theories were. But basically, it's this idea of, like, how can you prove the shortest distance between a whole bunch of different points and the, less time it would, the least amount of time it would take you to do it, right? Hmm. And it's and the thing is, like, there's so many billions of possibilities because it's exponentially, you know, the options are insane. Right. Yeah. And um, but, you know, a lot of what he said, where machine learning goes into math is into those sort of puzzles as far as like trying to trying to teach them like just the outcome and then give them the beginning and see if they have an approach that is different than. Because basically the goal is to get it within the realm that it's provable. That's all it is. You don't even have to necessarily prove that yours is the fastest, but you have to prove that yours is within the realm of it's probably the fastest and it's actually provable. And that's like where like some of that high level math is considered solved. I think mm, got it's it. weird. Yeah. I don't even know. I kind of blacked out for the last 30 <laughs> seconds. What are we talking about?
0: <laughs> uh, we're talking about life, Yeah, life, and how it's beyond us, and some of these 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 things are are beyond the mental capacity that I have sometimes. Yep. That's why I let Frank talk about it when yeah. we talk about this stuff. Just like you let John talk about. It. I don't yep. know what I'm talking about. I just yep. let it go. All right, oh, buddy. Man. Well, there you have it. I'm going to go watch this um, chess engine commentation that you did, Chiron and Leela. Leela. Lilo Dallas, Lila, um, Lila. Multi Pass. Um, Cool. All right, buddy. Well, I hope that you have a, an amazing, amazing week. It's the end of August. It's bananas. So um makes me sad. I
1: know. It is uh, well, sad for me. I, I got to make sure I get you a mug
0: ASAP. I might mug, you, mug me. I'm going to mug you up. I'm going to mug you I'm going to send you my new address. Oh, yeah, okay? that's right. Oh, so you have it. So you got to get that. Yeah. So, all right. All right, buddy. Well, you have an amazing, amazing week. I miss you. No, you have an amazing week. And
1: no, I miss you. You ever have that where you just turn something into an argument that didn't need to be an argument? Every day. Every day.
0: <laughs> You're I love you. No, I love you. No, I, no, I, I love, love you. you more. No. Ah. ah.
1: Anyway. Ah. But love you, buddy. Give H Town my best. I'm glad you guys are settled in the new casa and I do want to see some pics.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. New setup. I need you know what I'm work I'm work what I'm working on is uh I need to figure out how to sound proof not soundproof but i want to put up some of those acoustic panels um like the ones i have yeah well no so i I want good looking ones not the the generic ones that everybody has okay um i uh, hashtag sideburn hashtag sideburn um on your setup but you know there's the there's the there's the the ones, the acoustic panels that everybody has, like these right. are the standard, the foam acoustic panel, foam acoustic yeah. panel. Yeah. Totally fine yeah. if it's your office. Right. But it's not my office. It's our office. Right. So I need to figure out first, like where and how I should put acoustic panels and which ones look good so I can put a few of them up. I'm not going to plaster the wall, but just figure out where the noise is. <laughs> Bouncing and that's kind of the next evolution of uh, the at home. I'm at I'm at the office currently, so I I I really need better acoustics in here. Uh, But I need some better acoustic things. So ideally, I'll collaborate with you to see what you did, how you you figured out. I I know I
1: actually know some about this, despite the obviously the the choice I made that was clearly slumming it according to you Um, a little bit. No, it's better. It works. It works. uh, No, the. yeah, there's there are different options, and you can also like get different color options. It is, it is hard because they don't make them like easily accessible in like pink or blue. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't think um, so there it's it's a little limited, but I I do think you're on the right track to figure out where the sound is going because it's frankly one of the mistakes we made in this office that one of the things that's most difficult to anticipate is the vents um mm. and where the sound goes out into the ceiling and then out into other rooms and so that's a mm. a pro tip that um you know we could talk a lot about for a while so we won't because we can bring this podcast to an end before we really nerd out on sound issues that i don't think people care about but um but anyway it, it, let, let's uh, let's chat it up let's uh, let's give it a chat town
0: offline town yes and if any of our listeners have recommendations feel free to hit us up at daniel wrench at james montemagno we're here for you we love you we miss you just like i miss and i love you danny love you man peace out have a good week you too